Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 22 of Subspace Communique's Life After Track. I'm your host, Chris, or Captain Pike from Subspace Communique, and with me as always is Charity. A.K.A. Crewman Becky. Hi, hi. Tonight's show is a a very special one for us because we're huge fans of Klingons. Uh, Tonight on the show we have J.G. Hertzler and Robert O'Reilly. Of course, you guys would know them as uh, Chancellor Gowron and Chancellor Martok. Of course, he started as General Martok on Deep Space Nine. We talk about Star Trek with these guys. We talk about the upcoming convention that they're going to be at, which is Starbase Indy uh, in Indianapolis, Indiana. And that convention runs this Thanksgiving weekend, November 23rd through the 25th at the Indianapolis Marriott East. Uh, You can find out more information there at starbaseindy.com. Also on the guest list is uh, our good friend Larry Nimichek. He's going to be there uh, giving you his Con of Wrath update and, of course, Star Trek Behind the Cracks, as well as uh, Esri Dax, Nicole Dubois. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I always pronounce it Dubois. It might be uh, something else. But you guys can check them out at uh, Starbase Indy this weekend in Indianapolis. Just to be a little transparent here, we had a bit of a difficulty recording this podcast. We lost uh, lost a little bit of it due to uh, a technical glitch that we had, uh, but uh, JG and Bob both were great sports and helped us out by re-recording a few parts. So it may seem a little strange. Some parts may seem cut together, but uh, we're glad to bring this to you, and these guys were wonderful. They were excellent guests, true professionals. Um, so stay tuned. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the show. Tonight's episode is packed to the gills. Well, I shouldn't say gills, maybe ridges. Uh, with Klingons, we'd like to welcome two very special guests. First, the dearly departed Galron, or shall I say Chancellor Galron, uh, Robert O'Reilly. Hey, Bob, thanks for joining us. Ta-ta. You are welcome in my domain, Stovokor. <laughs> and those of you who don't know what Stovokor, figure it out later. That's they perfect. should know. They, they should, should know. They, they should definitely, definitely should well, know. Well, they should know. <laughs> they might not. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I died on the show, and that's where I went. And secondly, Chancellor and General Martok, J.G. Hertzler. Hey, J.G., thanks for being here. Well, it's my pleasure. Unfortunately, you have to have Bob here on the on the, uh, <laughs> on the, on the uh, discussion, too. I, I notice he, it always goes Galron and Martok. You know, it's like... <laughs> It's like, uh, bless his soul, rest his soul now. It was Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin. It's always always Martin Martin and Lewis, and it just pisses me off. Or Scotch and Soda. (laughs) Yeah, Scotch and Soda. There you are, I'm Soda. And it's just, you know, I have half a mind not to to continue this interview, but (laughs) you're very nice to get off today. Well, Soda's a good thing. Everybody loves Soda. Right, right. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, he killed yeah, it. I, but I won't I totally killed drink it. it yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about your first entrances into Trekdom. Uh, both of you guys play different characters. Before you got your roles as uh, Martok and Gowron, Bob played Scarface, a uh, Dixon Hill character, actually, in the, uh, the TNG episode Manhunt. JG played a Vulcan captain in the the pilot of uh, DS9, but Bob, maybe you could give us a little insight into uh, into into that role, or maybe how did it play into you getting Galron? They kept having me back out of guilt, and um, and so Bob, I, you did Bob, you did Scarface before you were Galron. Yeah, yeah, and and so I did I like didn't know okay, that. 
Yeah, I did. Well, that was yeah, that was the second season of um, wow. uh, Next Generation, and so uh-huh. I did it over and over again, auditions, 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 and finally a Klingon came along, and I went, I gotta have a Klingon. You know, they were my favorite wow, characters to begin with. <laughs> to begin with, they were always yeah. my favorite characters. So, JG, what was yours? <clears throat> yeah, the same thing. You really like you remember the old cartoon about the uh, the street dog and the and the wolf. They go in and say, hey, Harry, they have their punch cards, and they say, hello, good morning, Harry, yeah, good morning, Ralph, and then they just tear at each other for, you know, for the next, uh, for, they, 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 anyway, you don't know what I'm talking about. No, 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 you don't. Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. You have totally lost me. I'm really bored, actually, now. Well, that's because you can't hear it. Poor man, deaf, dumb, and blind. You know, he's <laughs> really gone downhill. And uh, I don't like to say anything as long as it's public. I'd, I'd better just set the record straight. But uh, you no, know, we went into a thousand. I almost, I thought it was going to be Golden Cock. I thought sure I was going to nail that. Oh no, kidding! But, oh wow! Yeah, I didn't know that. But but no, it. Um, we auditioned for I fifteen times. In fact, I told my agent I said. Look, do not send me anymore. I, there's nothing else I can do. They've seen everything that I could possibly do. And so I was angry when I went in uh, for this, and I threw a chair across. I, oh, I, oh, I did a very, very cerebral audition. I thought, I'm going to make it a different play and they And afterwards they said... Um, Oh, uh, thank you. Now, do you have any idea what a Klingon is? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh, right. You want me to be loud, obnoxious, uh, uh, buffoon, and aggressive, And you said it in a way, right? <laughs> so, yeah, and they, and they said, well, uh, yes. And um, so I threw a chair and ripped my thumbnail off because uh, it oh, caught wow. in the chair. Oh, my gosh. So I was, so I was bleeding. But I didn't know it because my adrenaline was pumping. Uh, it was bleeding all over the place, and uh, I think and the it was blood. blood. Is still on the ceilings, you know. It, yeah, they, they, they actually when they do the tours of Paramount, they said, "And here's JG's blood all over." <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm so sure. <laughs> uh, the uh, anyway, that uh, I, I was uh, I was. It was the only truthful moment I've ever had on stage. I actually bled, and I was actually angry. <laughs> <laughs> and so that transitioned into your role as uh, as Martuk. That's what uh, cemented the role: the fact that you were willing to spill some blood for it. Exactly, and uh, hopefully truly going on. Yes, truly. <laughs> uh, Bioshock and uh, Dead Space are a couple of my favorite video games, and I was just wondering how you got involved with that, and and how you like doing voiceover work as opposed to you know it's a lot easier, but it's incre- it, it, it is the most competitive aspect of the business that really? I've ever come across. Huh. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard because it's it's not, um, you, you don't have to rehearse for three weeks or whatever to go in and do it. You just, you know, you hand it the script and go in and read it and, and uh, reach for stuff. And the more you do it, the better you are at it. But still, it's not the most demanding. But they can be extremely demanding on exactly uh you know the the sound of uh, the sound of the voice for the for the image of the character they have in their mind, but um, for mainly mainly Bioshock was just an hour and four or five minutes of screaming into the uh, in the <laughs> sound booth, ripping my larynx apart. Oh wow! Uh, and uh, and th- that seems to be my niche. 
<laughs> are you are you in any way involved in the new Bioshock that's coming out soon? It's not the not the not the Bioshock. No, I'm not. Uh, I just did one and two. Mm-hmm. I didn't do Infinity. Yeah. Uh, with with Steampunk. Um, looks really good. I'd like to be. Yeah, I'm still trying to deduce whether or not some of the characters are going to be brought back. I know it's in the you know future or past right. or whatever, but yeah, I was wondering if they're going to mix it up a little. I'm doing a thing for DC Comics called DC Fighter. I'm doing the basically the voice of Deathstroke and uh, <laughs> Ares, these characters in DC Comic World. <laughs> and I don't know when that's coming out. Neat. But uh, yeah, that, that's that was that's a lot of fun. It's a lot more. I mean, Doctor Grossman was just. Uh, throat ripping. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Yeah. Well, I remember that character, and I can totally imagine that. Totally. Yeah. Um, Robert, um, you worked on practically. I have one thing. Yeah. You know, I really miss you in that role, JG. But I've never played it. But you want to play You're not a gamer. No, we don't even have cable TV in my house, so you know. Do you play games, JG? <laughs> No. no. <laughs> I have no idea how to do any of that. Did, did, did you hear that, the, the voice? That, no. <laughs> I have to ask my daughter how to, you know, how to do something on my cell phone, you know. I have a 13-year-old. I said, Hannah, I can't do it. Let me give it to me, Dad. <laughs> oh, man. They, 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 the young people know how to do everything, and we have know how to do nothing. Oh, I, yeah, I don't. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that at all, man. You no, guys are but... extremely talented in everything that you do. So, <laughs> yeah, not well, computers. <laughs> well, okay, but you said I am totally lost. <laughs> but, but you said you don't do that, so I guess that would be disqualified. Yeah. No, she does, she has a point. We are incredibly talented. And, uh, <laughs> See, <laughs> and yeah. we are magnificent people. Speak, speak, speak for me only. <laughs> Bob, you worked on practically every major TV show in the 80s, and at the time, I'm sure it was just work for you, but looking yeah. back on it now, does it amaze you that most of those shows that you just happened to be in have become yeah. icons, like, for an entire generation? Well, I, you know, I, I think Star Trek was, uh, to me, obviously, one of them, but, but mm-hmm. it, one of the sleepers that I just think, and I don't see it ever, I mean, I've never seen it. But I, I sometimes I think about it, and, and it was Max Headroom. Mm. I was going to say that's one yeah. of my favorite. That and Sledgehammer really stood out to me in your in your list. It it was just so. I mean, it's one of those things that you do that you, even when we did it, I went, "This is like so in the fu- it's so in the future, and it's a and it's a funny name, you know, because mm-hmm. that part of it's what it, it it is saying. It's it's like." But it was so futuristic, and it was so, and it still is, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it was just uh, philosophy run wild, and it still is. And, and um, it, 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 what, what, it are you, what, what? Um, are you, what? What? What show are you talking about? Max Headroom. <laughs> oh, Max Headroom. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Was, I mean, I, I, I have it on tape, but I've never seen it, on, you know, replayed on television. So, mm-hmm. but I guess you have seen it. So, oh, I I yeah. watched all those first run. I loved it. Yeah, we sh- I did too. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Fabulous show, and it's just you know I watch it now and I go, oh my gosh, this was shot in nineteen ninety two or somewhere around. It's there. pretty maybe. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, maybe eighty seven. I don't. Maybe it goes back that far, but I I don't know. But it was just so 
ahead of its time and hilarious too. I mean, because it has yes. the comedic aspect of it. Oh yeah. Sort of in the background said, of the act. You said it ahead of its time. Next headroom. <laughs> you guys, you're talking yeah. about Star Trek. Were, were either of you guys, or maybe both of you, were uh, fans of, of Star Trek? Maybe the original series when it uh, first aired, or maybe in syndication? Well, I was I, it, it, definitely. I, I never had a date on Friday night. Um, that's <laughs> it was on nine o'clock in uh, Central Ohio, and that's uh, where I went to college. And, and I never had a date. That's <laughs> I would. Really I was called like. To- it used to be, it used to, it used to say taking a bullet. When you'd ask a, a you, on the phone, you'd ask a co-ed out for a date and, you know, she turns you down. It was like, it was like uh, taking a bullet. That was what it was called. I, I got shot like eight times. <laughs> I remember what a series of, uh, you know, especially when they said something like, well, I have a paper due tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it was Saturday night. <laughs> And yeah. then you knew you were done. Yeah. I made, go, you didn't I get made up. that one phone call in college and never phoned again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you didn't get up from those bullets. Those, those were, those were uh, like head wounds. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I got to go now to the, I'm going into this concert, uh, the Chamber, uh, Cayuga Chamber Orchestra here in uh, beautiful Ithaca, New York. Yeah, do you have your oboe concert. with you? You could just, uh, you know, if they're, they're short, you can just, you know. If they're short? Yeah. If, <laughs> if they're short and oboe, what? just join right in. I have They don't mind that you're sitting in the audience. <laughs> just good you know, luck, I, you know. You know, I heard like, today, Bob. You know, I, 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 I saw, I saw the, the Smothers Brothers on um, the Jack Benny show, a rerun of the Jack Benny show. And it reminded me of you and me, so I thought maybe we could, you know. Oh, we we do actually, but on the Jack Benny show, the <laughs> yeah, Smothers Jack Benny show, the, the Smothers. Wow. Show. Yeah, yeah. Man, that was even be. Well, you're 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 a year older than I am, though. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have antenna TV in it, so it gets the old TV. <laughs> <laughs> it does. I'm serious. It's called, yeah. the, the network is called Antenna TV, and they they do all programs. And, and oh, that's cool. that is cool. Yeah. yeah. That's really yeah. cool. No, that is, no, that's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, remember, I'm in Stovacore, you know? <laughs> no, that's great. That's yeah, great. and thank you so much for joining yeah. us, uh, John. If you if you have just a sec, though, uh, we had a bit of a technical difficulty at the beginning. And if you could, I'll just get your reaction to me saying, you know, thanks for, for joining us. And uh, just so we can get that oh, again okay. for the beginning of the show, if you have just a sec. All right. All right. Well, well thanks so much. I, I, I'll bugger off, uh, my <laughs> friend. But uh, thank you so much for talking to us. Because, you know, up here at the home, we don't get many young people up here. <laughs> Back in the day. <laughs> Good night, yeah, sweet friends. No, no. I, I take, yes, my, I, my medicine just came in, so I'm going to take my pills and just... Uh, <laughs> just pass and just go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, thank you very much. We we truly appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Oh, my my if we, pleasure. If we could get Charity? Bob to hang on, too, that would be good. Yeah? I'm sorry. Okay. What, what am I no, hanging on? You got a rope? He's getting on. And, you know, well, play play your elbow well tonight. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I will. Double reading. I'll see you later. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Hello. Bye-bye.
<laughs> so actually, one thing I did want to ask you, though, since you worked on both Star Trek The Next Generation and Deep Space Nine, uh, what was the difference in, in sets? What was the at- difference in atmosphere between the two sets? Uh, Next Gen, I, I sort of went, you know, I, um, I had, the, the, the cast had been together for a couple of years, I think maybe about three years, four years, probably three years. And so they were tightly knit. And, and very relaxed, and it was it was sort of a fun atmosphere atmosphere to come into, and and I, and actually there there were a bunch of clowns on the show, and and that's always fun, and, sure. and it was um, they, they they were so loose that they just enjoyed it, and at that point um, some of the actors were actually directing the shows, and uh, now they got all the work done, they got it done very quickly, but. Um, they also were very loose, and they they enjoyed it. And um, Patrick Stewart is such a um, uh, he, he was he was older than the, the rest of the actors, and he was um, uh, he was sort of a leader. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it was uh, it, it was just a wonderful show to be on. Deep Space Nine had a myriad of actors and and there was no there was no quote leader there there was you know there there were um uh a lot of actors who was extremely talented and and so was the other show too but um it was uh it was just it was more of a you know we're working we're working we're, we're serious actors and we're working and so there wasn't a lot of the the relaxation and the fun on the show that sure. there had been um, uh, obviously until our, us Klingons got there and <laughs> everybody out. <clears throat> and, um, but no, I'm kidding about that. But, but it, it was like more of a highly work ethic show and everybody on both shows got all their work done quickly. And, and, uh, but it was just the, the first show because, and maybe it was because of me coming in to being a young actor, um, it was just, it was, it was sort of more fun because I had never been in this atmosphere doing film, you know. Right. It was just a hoot and a holler to be on a show. And you said you were a Star Trek fan before that. You started with, uh, did you watch the original series first run? Or Absolutely. I was in college, and, and uh, I just loved the show, and still one of them, and I don't, still don't know the name of it, but, you know, we were going through the Civil Rights era and mm, um, yeah. in, in when I was going to college. And um, uh, and they had the show that was you know the half black face, half white face, and I just thought in in terms of the period of time that it was written and what it was about and what the show said, I just thought, oh my God, this is just brilliant. Mm. You know? And to me, it still is because it, you know it, it doesn't necessarily have to be about color; it can be about anything. You know, it can be about. Um, uh, uh, religion, or it can be, you know, I'm uh, sort of a John Lennon kind of guy, and and you know, I, I go along with you know his song Imagine. Sure. And um, uh, this this show, like, was in in a strange way one of the most brilliant shows I had ever ever seen, and I just thought, oh my gosh, Shakespeare move over, you know, in a in a sort of a way that. Um, uh, the imagery was just so incredible because when somebody looked into the mirror at themselves, they were the reverse of what they were seeing. And so that was, I mean, just that, you know, um, imagery was just, you know, brilliant. Um, and it w- went to, 
and it went in all aspects of metaphor, you know, uh, with that mirror image. Um, so I just thought it was one of the most brilliant shows that I've ever seen on TV and, and, and ever written on for television. And that show's actually resonated with a few other of our uh, interviewees. Um, I mm-hmm. think Armin, Armin Shimmerman also liked. I think that's uh, Let This Be Your Last Battlefield or something yes, to that effect. Yes, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, it had everything, because you're talking to a generation that was getting under their desks. Sure. Oh, know, yeah. For, for the, um, because, uh, I and I grew up in New York, so... You know, we were, you know, the, uh, the missile crisis, you know, they, they had us on the, the desks all the time, every wow. day, you know, um, you know, because they, we thought that we were going into nuclear war. And uh, so there were so many aspects of that show that came back to us, you know, that, um, that spoke about our childhood. You know, when I saw the show, I was probably 19, but, you know, this goes, that show spoke to me, you know, when I was, you know, eight years old, 10 years old, 15 years old. Um, and it was just brilliant writing, you know, um, just brilliant. And that show, I'm not sure if it was the first show I saw. I think I had seen some other ones before that, but I, I just always watch that show. And if I, if it's ever on TV, I always watch them, you know, um, the originals. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, not that, not that I turn off when I'm on either. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's great. Yeah, I, the original series, you know, all the other, especially Deep Space Nine, which you were obviously a part of, have have resonated with the generations and the times uh, that they're in. Uh, Deep Space Nine did that with the terrorism aspect. I think they even did that with uh, TNG with Northern Ireland. You know, it it's always seems to be a mirror for the situation that's going on now. Yeah, and it speaks sort of openly and freely in a metaphoric way, you know, and, and you know, the, the planet being... You know, the universe being our planet, um, the entire universe. So you can sort of speak freely about it, you know, because it's the universe. But it all has to comes back to our planet. No, definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, so I think the writers have an easier time than maybe another writer would. Um, it, the exception being comedy writers can always go way off on a limb, um, you know, in in. Um, and making comments that normally couldn't be said, you know, Archie Bunker, you know, could say things on Archie Bunker's show because it was funny. Right, right, know? yeah. But, um, uh, uh, but serious shows sort of stay away from that aspect, but Star Trek never did have to stay away from that. They confronted it, um, which was great. Yeah, and we're so thrilled that you were able to join us tonight, both you and JG. JG had to sign off because he's uh, playing his oboe right now. <laughs> right, <laughs> but uh, we want to say thank you yeah, so thanks. much for joining us and taking the time to to answer some of our questions. I know fans will totally dig this episode. So and hopefully that's, go that's see great. it, Indy. Yeah. Yeah. And again, yeah, you can come see... see us at Indy. We're, we're there uh, um, uh, next weekend, and we're going to have a lot of fun. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those in the Indianapolis, Indiana area, be sure and stop by Starbase Indy. If you want more information, you can go to starbaseindy.com. So and but, you can have a picture taken with John G. Hurst, J. G. Hurstler, and and uh, myself and. And uh, Martok and Gara. There you go. That would be awesome. Oh, yeah, totally. That would be very cool. So thank you again. Yeah, Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Bye-bye. 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 So that was episode 22 of Subspace Communique's Life After Trek. 
we really enjoyed bringing this episode to you guys out there. Uh, JG and Bob were fantastic on the phone. JG had to leave a little early. And like I, like I mentioned in the intro, we had a couple technical difficulties, but we pushed through and we're able to get this podcast out for you guys. If you guys want to see JG and Bob uh, this weekend, you can check out starbaseindy.com. It's uh, the Starbase Indie convention. And we were there in 2010 and we got to say Starbase Indie is one of our favorite fan run conventions. Uh, we had a blast there. You can check out a recap, actually, if you go to subspacecommunicate.com, do a search for Starbase Indy. Um, but we'd like to give them a really special thanks for hooking us up with this interview. A couple other podcasts we'd like to give shout-outs to. Uh, as many of you guys know, we uh, we really enjoy the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. Scott and Miles put on a fantastic show almost every week, if not every week. Uh, so if you're into sci-fi, uh, check them out. They do a fantastic job. We also like Geek Fights, and you can check them out at geekfights.net. It's another one of our favorite podcasts. If you haven't been to our site before, it's subspacecommunicate.com. Uh, you can also check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash subspacecoms, and Facebook, facebook.com slash subspacecoms. I know a couple of folks out there have, uh, have shown some concern that uh, we don't put out podcasts on a regular basis. Uh, Life After Trek really started as a podcast miniseries and, and morphed from there. Every time we get a chance to do an interview, uh, with someone from Star Trek, a cast or crew member, we take the the opportunity and put out a podcast for you guys. So that's probably why it seems like it's a little less uh, regular than normal. But uh, be assured, every time we get the chance to get an interview, we definitely take it. Hopefully we'll have some more very soon for you guys. So thanks again for listening, and we hope to bring another episode to you guys very soon. But until next time, live long and prosper. Mm-hmm.